All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate with the comment section down below, as well as upvoting the video. We'd appreciate it very much. I am joined by Derek Vandegriff. We are going to talk about Ole Miss and Alabama. Um, we have a hurricane. We're just full disclosure, recording this on Wednesday because a hurricane is supposed to hit us at 7 in the morning tomorrow. So I don't want you guys to go without on Friday in case I'm out of power. So, Derek, uh, what do you think the headlines are for Ole Miss in Saturday's game? Uh, well, as, as far as the Ole Miss-Alabama game goes, I mean, it's it's got to be us establishing the run. You know, we've we got to stick to our identity, and, and we've, we've got to impose our will. That offensive line's got to – Got to do some work, and you got to have a lot of Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans. You know, kind of like you said earlier in the week on the podcast. You know, that's that's the key to this game here because it's a completely different offense when both of those backs get touches because they're so different, but they're so incredibly talented in the in in the ways that they do run the ball. You know, it's two completely different ways that you have to guard the the inside and the outside. Quinshawn's so good at finding gaps and making that one cut and going straight up the middle, you know, there between the tackles. And then Zach Evans, you know, if you ever get him outside the tackles in space, whether it be on a, a jet sweep, tall, anything like that, uh, or just a swing pass, something, you know, if you, you get him into open field and you better watch out because he's, he's a special player that, that can do big things with the ball in his hands out there. So so that's one thing I'm looking for. You know, those those two guys, Evans should be a lot healthier, I would think, this, this week after uh, – you know, not not playing the LSU game, minimum snaps in the A&M game, and then the bye week here. So that knee should be pretty good, I would think. Uh, so so that's one thing I'm looking for. And then Jackson Dart being able to attack downfield. That's kind of been the M.O. against Alabama the last few years, you know. Uh, and, and we're the kind of offense that is set up to do that if we're able to establish that run game because that's what they're going to focus on is, is getting up to the line, crowding the box, trying to keep our run game in check, and that's when Jackson Dart needs to go over the middle, downfield, and, and find these receivers and make some big plays for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you hit the you hit almost my keys perfectly to the game. Yeah. Um, defensively, I'd also add that I think the defense needs to be really good at tackling this week. It can't be a, yeah. um, a poor tackling day. Yeah, yeah, the – the one play that really bothers me with Alabama coming up is okay, it's, it's it's not your tradi traditional Alabama team as far as running the ball where they just line up and just ram it down your throats, right? That's not what Jameer Gibbs does. But they are so good at that angle route with the running back coming out of the backfield and getting back up the middle of the field. That's something we're really going to have to watch because he's, he's one of those guys like Zach Evans. If you get him with open space in the middle of the field, I mean, he can absolutely kill you. So that's, that's one thing, probably pass protection with the linebackers or the, the robber star, whatever you want to call that, that floating safety that comes up and, and plays the run every now and again. And then the safety's in the backfield too, you know. Uh, that's, that's something we're going to have to watch for is, is defend the middle of the field because uh, it's, it's not going to be your traditional ground and pound Alabama offense that you see. And, uh, you know, we're kind of catching Alabama at a pretty good time right now. Because Bryce Young doesn't look like Bryce Young right now. You know, he's still an incredible talent, obviously. You know, we, we kind of talked about this on Tuesday on our Twitter space. When, when you hear us talk about these kind of things, it's not a cockiness or that Ole Miss is going to win. But 
it's just observations. When you see Bryce Young from last year to this year, you can see that shoulder's bothering a little bit. Accuracy's off a little bit. The, the deep ball's not as good as it used to be. Uh, but he's still really good, and he's he's an elite talent that can step up and beat you. So that's something you, that you've got to plan for and, uh, and that you've got to guard against. Yeah, you think Bryce Young's really healthy? No, no, there's there's no way he's healthy. I mean, <laughs> again, just from his freshman year last year to to this year since that shoulder injury that he had. I mean, you you see the the accuracy is the big thing, especially on the deep balls. But but even those intermediate ten to fifteen yard plays over the middle or or uh, you know the the fading stops right there at the at the sidelines they're they're not quite as on point as they usually are right now so you you can tell it's bothering him a little bit he's going to play and and he's still better than what 95 percent of america is going to run out there at quarterback because he's that good of a talent uh but if if there was something that you could look for with bryce young is is you know that throwing shoulder isn't 100 percent and uh you know if if things go a little bit sideways Saturday for them, then, you know, this, it wouldn't be completely out of the realm for Bryce Young to say, Hey, I've got a $10 million payday ahead of me here in so many months, you know, let's go ahead and get this thing fixed and shut this thing down. Uh, and that, that might be something that's in the back of his mind. Uh, it's, it's not something you expect with the Saban led team. Uh, but this isn't really a position they've been in a whole lot, having two losses with, uh, what is it, four games to go, you know, and they're already out of the SEC and national championship race. So that, the mindset of those Alabama players is something I'm going to be watching earlier. How how aggressive are they? How how locked in are they? You know, it's, it's just something that we haven't seen in, what, probably a decade, decade and a half mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, and um, one thing that everybody needs to pay attention to is the kickoff of the Ole Miss and the um, – Alabama game is right after the LSU and Arkansas game. Yeah, yeah. If LSU wins that game, Alabama is mathematically eliminated. Yeah. If if Arkansas wins that game, Ole Miss is playing for first place. So yeah, well, that's it, when you throw the score on the jumbotron and you announce mm-hmm. it as loud as you can through the PA system during warmups, and you let everybody know that this is what this game is about, and you let those fans blow the absolute roof off of that place because it is going to be nuts. Yeah, uniform-wise, what would you wear? By the time this airs, it'll already be out, but what would you wear? Uh, Well, obviously, they're going to wear something that we haven't done already this year. Uh, I would think that it would be something powder-related. Now, I'm not not sure what all all combinations we have done this year. I haven't dug that deep into that, but... uh, Honestly, I would love to see us go back to to the Eli Manning days there, you know, in, in Vault Hemingway Stadium, but I'm sure we've already worn the Navy, Navy gray already, haven't no, we? No, we haven't. Oh, have we not? No. Okay, give me Navy the, uh, the, Yeah, the OGs are still on the table, too, with the yeah. Navy red gray. Oh, man, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be good, but I was – I was watching some of the clips of that Eli Manning game early when, when he hit toward Sanford down the sideline there and then, you know, the swing pass to Joe Gunn to get us into the end zone to finally beat Alabama. That that was actually the first time we beat Alabama in my lifetime at that point. Like, I, I didn't even think it was possible at that point. And, uh, you you so, were yeah. born after 88? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you give me some – Man, I'm old. 
if you give me some navy navy gray i'm 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 all in on that just from a nostalgia standpoint this is my feeling on the uniforms moving forward i think um they're going to do powder powder white against alabama okay but that leaves the ogs the navy red gray for the mississippi state game mississippi state yeah Okay. And if yeah. all okay. this goes to Atlanta, it's navy, navy gray. Well, well, you messed up there, Stephen. You said if we go to Atlanta, we're going to Atlanta. Okay. This yeah. this is a full confidence podcast going on right now. We're we're going back in a time machine, back to baseball season right now. Okay. I'm I'm telling you what's going to happen. We're going to beat Alabama. We're running the table. Arkansas is going to beat LSU. We go to Atlanta beat Georgia and make it to the playoffs. So y'all don't even have to watch from here on out. Yeah. Um, not not a um, joke or anything, but since this podcast existed, we've gone to the Sugar Bowl, won a baseball national yeah. championship. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it's, it's it's kind of good karma right now. Yeah. That's, so, uh, that's kind of what's led to my, to my uber confidence that I have going on ever since I've been on this hey. podcast. Things just seem to be going well. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about confidence. I, yeah. Whether it's justified or not, I'm all about it. And <laughs> it, it's, it's great. Let's, let's do it. I'm ready. But, yeah. you know, if Ole Miss beats Bama, and I, I just – I honestly feel like LSU is going to get beat and Ole Miss is going to beat Bama, and it's going to set up that game, another chance to exercise demons yeah. in Fayetteville. Um, yeah, yeah, and then – you know, we, we talked about this a little bit Tuesday on our Twitter space. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if y'all are on Twitter and all that, you, you get a lot of good content on Tuesday night from us on those Twitter spaces. Y'all should join mm-hmm. in there. But, but yeah, we, we kind of talked about it's kind of the year of exercising demons, right, when you go back to the baseball team, you know, with uh, uh, not, not only getting to Omaha, but you have to get through Arkansas to get to the national mm-hmm. championship. And you got to go through Hattiesburg to get to Omaha, and then you're down in Coral Gables, and you've got to beat two teams that put you out of Super Regionals mm-hmm. that kept you out of Omaha, and it was just one long stretch, one after another. Not to mention the midweight game in Hattiesburg that boosted that RPI before we mm-hmm. ended up going on to Baton Rouge and sweeping that series there. You know, it was just one after another, after another, after another. So yeah, it kind of feels like it's it's kind of our year it's to set up that way. Yeah. Love yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on that theory. Yeah, and I, we just have to wait until like um the conference season and basketball to see how they do. But football wise, I think we should be all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, one point lead over Alcorn State that makes me a yeah, little bit nervous. We'll, we'll sit here and wait on the basketball thing. Yeah. So um, other than um, those two games, what are you paying attention to this week? Oh man, you know. I, I'm really interested in the A&M and Auburn game, and and that's kind of based Why? off of, but because it's kind of based <laughs> on the LSU Arkansas game because that's the other team that has a chance to beat LSU if Arkansas okay. doesn't get it done right. Uh, you know, you you get Wegman back and and he played incredible against us. Like it was one of those things where you see the five star true freshman getting his first start against Ole Miss, and you think. Good Lord, here we go again, because he looked good out there. Um, and so I, I assume he'll be back this week after missing last week with the flu. Uh, it's It really blows my mind they're underdogs at Auburn. Uh, mm. But it's there's a lot of really, really funky lines this week. Uh, not only that one, but the one up in Fayetteville. You know, uh, we talked about it a little bit a couple days ago. But, uh, you know, 
LSU only being three-point favorites, that should really give Ole Miss fans some excitement to tune in because Vegas thinks that Arkansas has a real shot at winning that game. And uh, Arkansas is one of those places that's one of the hardest places in the in the SEC to play. I mean, it's just one of those weird places with the high altitude. It's going to be cold this weekend. Uh, LSU coming off that really, really big win against Alabama. So, obviously, I'll, I'll be tuned in uh, there at 11 o'clock. But, yeah, that, that A&M-Auburn game kind of has me interested because I, I want to see if A&M can get some momentum going. You know, they win this game, go beat UMass. And if it and comes then you're to playing it, for a bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's it. you got LSU coming mm-hmm. into Kyle Field with bowl eligibility on the line and potentially Ole Miss really, really needing that five-star class that Lane Kiffin has spent two weeks talking about rising up to the occasion and actually living up to the name and the dollar signs that, that it took to get them. You know, people talk all the time, this time of year, they're not really true freshmen. They're not really true freshmen. Everything. It's time for Texas A&M's players to not play like true freshmen. Yeah, it's basically yeah, well, Moose Muhammad and Evan Stewart and a bunch of dudes at this point. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, and that's what they are. They are a bunch of dudes, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's what you kind of hang your hat on whenever you have to go play on you. You have that in the back of your mind. You see them play all year and you think, well, you know, you, you should beat A&M regardless if it's on the road or at home or whatever. But – Frankly, they're a really poorly coached team. Yeah, they really I mean, are. It just seems like that it's really the the game is past Jimbo by at this point, you know, and and maybe he figures it out and you know goes more to a CEO role and lets people call plays and all that. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. But but yeah, I mean, yeah. the from a talent standpoint, it's all there, and then that's kind of what what gives you hope when when those teams go and play Texas A and M that maybe they can get it done for you. Yeah, is is somebody like Emory Ballard um, showing up in today's football, and he knows all this stuff that can happen with the wishbone. He has yeah. everything, the splits, and everything needs to be played. The two hundred and thirty pound offensive lineman, and yeah. that would get absolutely destroyed yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. The my my favorite uh, quote to Emory was uh, when when Billy Brewer told him, said, "You know, Emory, I told you, God's an Ole Miss fan." Um, by the way, in 1984 or 85, I forget the year, um, in Veterans Memorial Stadium down in Jackson, we chanted um, at the end of the game, Emory is a memory. Make Emory a memory. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard all about it. Yeah. yeah uh, th- th- those games down in Jackson against State were, pre- were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely heard a lot of stories about uh, about the Egg Bowls down there. You know, uh, I, I wasn't old enough to get down there and experience them myself. Yeah, I've. I've definitely heard that they were a heck of a lot of fun. I actually went into – I had some buddies live down Starkville, and they were going into this shoe place that was also like a memorabilia-type store, too, for a bunch of Mississippi State stuff. They had all these pictures all over the walls of all these great games in Mississippi State history, you know. I'm just kind of sitting there looking at them. This uh, store clerk comes up to me, and he says, well, Sir, can, can I help you with something? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for something very specific. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know, we, we probably have it, you know. Uh, what – what are you looking for? I said, I'm, I'm looking for a picture of the immaculate deflection. And I said, sir, you are in the wrong store. <laughs> I was, I, I was at that game. My, I watched that from my dad's shoulders. Um, nice. it's, it's one of the most amazing moments for me in Ole Miss yeah. history, because it was a 27 yard field goal. Mississippi yeah. state had an all sec, all American level kicker. 
The ball yeah. was going straight through the uprights. Right the Mississippi north. State fans stood up and was cheering, going crazy. And then as yeah. it came down, they sat down, and the Ole Miss people stood up. And uh, it, it, absolutely nuts. I think on Twitter, um, I think Mike Mike Fitzsimmons played in that game. Um, oh. he, he's on Twitter, so if you see him from time to time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it was absolutely surreal. It was. It's still my favorite moment of all yeah. when it comes yeah, to yeah. football. I actually had that exact same story told to me the, uh, from, from a buddy of mine that was at the game, and, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, it was the same thing, you know, it was – this great kicker, and as soon as it leaves his foot, you look at it going right between the uprights, and all the state fans rise up and mm-hmm. cheer, and then you see the big wind gust blow it right back, fall short, and everybody just sits down. All the Ole Miss fans rise mm-hmm. up. You know, uh, that that would have been something really cool to experience. That was a cool moment. And also, if you um, go on YouTube, and it's on YouTube, the yeah. person um, doing the Ole Miss video on that immaculate deflection is David Kellum before he was the voice oh, of the yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that before. So, yeah, that was back when I think um, Stan Torgerson was doing play-by-play for Ole Miss football. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, are you going to the game this weekend? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I actually did get offered a ticket today and had to think about it really hard. But I, I decided to stick it out with my dad. I've been watching it with him every – every game this season so i'm gonna go back up to his house and uh sit there and watch it with him you know we're gonna start at 11 o'clock uh woo pig you know we're we're gonna be calling the hogs there for you know three four hours leading up to the old miss game and hopefully arkansas can pull it out for us and then we're gonna sit down and uh you know we're we're gonna watch old miss pull this thing out i really think we're gonna do it all right give me a prediction before we get out of here uh, okay uh <laughs> 28-24 Rebels. How about that? Uh, hey, I came up with, um, I think, 27-21. That, that was my prediction. Um, okay. Yes, we're, we're, so that's pr- pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Derek, thank you very much for filling in for me today. Just this dang hurricane. I just don't want to risk not being able to do a show. Yeah, yeah, I get it, man. It ain't no problem. I love hopping on here talking Ole Miss. And uh, can't wait for Saturday. Woo pig and hotty toddy. All right. Outstanding. Hotty toddy.